how to develop mental toughness in your son or daughter. And we're also going to be speaking to the coaches today, how to build mental toughness with your teams, all of this and much more on today's episode of the Inside Bergen County Athlete Podcast. What's up? Before we get started, this show is sponsored by JNA Fitness, 45-minute workouts, fat loss, helping you lose weight, helping you get in the best shape of your life, and also sponsored by our JNA Athlete Program. I'm your host, Joseph Branda, along with Alex Kim. What's up, Alex? How are you? Great, great, great. Love it. It is uh, September 12th. My sister's birthday today. September's 12th today. My birthday's this month, 25th. Don't forget, dude. Pretty important. Um, yeah, so, so we're going to be talking about mental toughness today. And as all, you know, we're building upon some of the stuff that we've, we've already talked about on this podcast. But the thing is, is that I think there's, there's some kids out there, a small group of kids that probably have talent. They have skill. But maybe one thing that they actually do lack is mental toughness. And if you see... Well, you just talked about the example before we started recording this podcast of just, you know, if your son or daughter is crushing it in practice and then gets to the game and isn't doing well, that could be a mental toughness uh, thing. So what, what do you see as far as that, that's concerned, Alex? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think certain kids, it's, yeah, like, like you said, they do really well in practice. They're crushing it. They look like they're ready. And then they get get into a game, and then they freeze up. Yeah, they don't, like they've never done it before. Like they took ten steps back right there. Right, that's a super super common thing I see, especially when I was younger too. A lot of guys we'd see coming up before the season, preseason, guys would look good, really good against some of the best guys on the team. First few matches in, it's yeah. like they, it's like it never happened. It's like they never never wrestled, never played the sport before. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah. We've also seen kids that are really strong here, crushing workouts. Yeah, you know, yeah. I th- yeah, I think uh, being s- being strong does not mean you're mentally tough. Right. And I, some people are like, like, whoa, 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 but he got there by working hard. And don't get me wrong, yeah, but yeah, he worked hard, I'm sure. But being strong is not the same thing as being mentally yeah. tough. Yeah. Almost never, to be completely honest. Uh, yeah, I in today's society, we're so quick to be like every everyone gets a tro- trophy, but then everyone's soft, and we like we go, we're going back and forth with like all this type of this this, this stuff in our social environment, um, and but I do think that that is a big. I think that that is a bit a missing link in in how you perform on the field is mental toughness. And like I told you about um, a prior client that I had, I trained him when he was in eighth grade. Uh, actually, he might have been younger. It might have been in sixth grade. Six, he, was, he was in either sixth or eighth grade or somewhere in middle school. And I remember training this kid and he was just, he was so tough in the gym and would try anything. He wasn't the strongest guy, but he would try anything. And I always said, this kid's just going to be good at sports because he was mentally just like, he would challenge the high school guys as a middle school kid, I remember. And then to make a long story short, he comes back to JNA 
these past two summers. He's a baseball player, and he's just a good athlete. You know, he, he's not like, you know, he's, he, wa- he wanted to play in the, in the major leagues, and maybe one day he could still get a shot right now. He's in college, so maybe he does have a shot. But I don't know if he's the most talented kid, but he is great on the field just because he is mentally just like a rock. Like, he just wants to go out there and hit the ball as hard as he can, and he just he, he's willing to help people. He helps people in the gym. Um, so that, but I noticed that from such a young age with this kid, and I don't see that with some of the younger kids we train. Um, I think that's a skill that you have to continue to work on. It's not just foot skills. It's not just. Would you agree with that, Alex? Or a hundred percent. You ever see? Um, I think high school. You might see this a lot, but yeah, especially in high school sports. So we have a girl who plays in the academies for soccer, yep. and she. So I was asking. I'm like, hey, what's the big difference between? high school soccer and the academies and she was telling me she's like well when i play in the academies it's the developmental it's way the game's faster yeah everyone it just happens a lot quicker but i'm like well all these kids in the high school level at these schools they're getting like division one scholarships they're going to great schools and she's like yeah they are but the game one the game is slower and the way some not all the girls who play are really athletes you know some of them are a little dirty the way they play Right. Like stuff like that. So you, one thing you'll see in some sports is, I'd say football, wrestling, those are good examples. Wrestling, when we used to compete against other teams, we were a very good team, like technical and all that stuff. But when sometimes we'd play, wrestle tough, tough teams from, let's say, a little tougher area, those guys, we might have won by a decent amount of points, but like they made you earn everything. Right, or sometimes right. you'd see those guys went out just because they were tougher. Right. And they didn't care if you're... Yeah, technical or fast or whatever, they were just yeah. tough, and those guys just won out just because just pure toughness. Yeah. they did not care who they were going up against, whether they're a great athlete, technical or not. But yeah. they were just tough, a lot of grit. I I don't know if this is net true or not. I don't know if you can even find out if it's true or not. But I I I feel like when I went to high school, I graduated in two thousand three, and I feel like that was the end, starting to become the end of the era of like coaches being able to like. I remember, as a freshman in high school, a coach giving me a barbell and make forcing me to do this barbell complex, till like I could not move anymore. Like that would probably be illegal today. What this coach was making me do, and he used to make the wrestling guys sit in this one particular room in the basement of Ramsey High School, which was a a sauna because the pipes would run through so he would make the wrestling team just sit in there until they sweated it out it was like all this stuff I feel like came to it because he ended up just leaving the the leaving the school around like 2001 2002 and that was like the end of this huge era of these coaches and I just feel like from then from from that kind of that point on I don't know if it's with other other schools or if, if people watching or have the same relationship to that but I just feel like it, you can't do that anymore you know what I mean like, he would yell at people, like, you know. Yeah, no, that's, it's definitely, I, th- I, th- I don't know if it's just a overtime thing as people get older, but everyone. Like, a wrestling coach is still making them wear, like, those suits and, like, sit in saunas? Oh, no, that's, like, I think that's probably illegal now. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's, like, that's, no, it's all voluntary right. from some of the kids. <laughs> some kids are, like, wearing, like, sweats. Taping them, taping the bottom, taping their sleeves, everything. Right, but I'm talking about the whole team doing it. I mean, this was no. like, this was like, you're, you're doing this. Like, you're, yeah, you're, no, not where I went. That was all vol- you know voluntary. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, because that was one way that the coaches were able to kind of build that up, I think, though. Build right. some mental toughness up. Like, 
Yeah, it might not have been the healthiest, healthiest thing, but... Like, you weren't good today in the game, so we're running suicides after the game. Like, right. you're going to stay here and run suicides until you guys realize that that game was terrible. Like, they don't do that stuff anymore as much, I, I don't, you know, that I see. Yeah, we... Well, some co- I think some coaches... I think it depends on the coach. Some yeah. coaches will go... Some coaches will realize and go like, well, what is that doing? And we have right. another game tomorrow, and I'm just burning you out. Right. So they'll actually have like a long talk, you know. And I think one thing that really, one thing that um, goes with mental toughness is just being able to like focus on what you're doing. So if you're instead of going like, oh my, all right, uh, I'm getting ready to defend this play. He's coming at me. Do I go right? Do I go left? It's what do you see? Just focus on the task, like skillfully. Like, what can I do? Oh, he's cutting this way. All right, boom! I gotta get ready to react like right, that. Right. Don't. Fre- it's freaking out. Some people overthink. What? Like, so, but, uh, yeah. And what do we do about the parents who are not like on their kids about? Parents, let your let your kids suffer. Let them suffer a little. Oh, we're no, into let them it drown now. a little. It's okay. They'll. They gotta figure. We gotta figure it out. The kids gotta figure it out. Yeah, I mean, this is like coming from someone who doesn't have kids either. So we have to keep. Uh, we we have. We'll have to keep that in mind. But I mean, one hundred percent. My this is the thing. I was teaching Joseph how to ride a bike, and I was pushing him on the lawn. And like, the fact of the matter is, is that I had to let him fall, like one or two times, so that he understood, like intentionally fall so that he understood what it feels like to fall. And then he wasn't afraid necessarily to fall. And I feel like that's the number one thing with parents is that like they're constantly next to the kid with the bike, not letting them fall. And it's like, you gotta like let them fail a little bit. Like it's okay that you struck out the entire game. Like you were not good, you struck out the entire game. Like it's not like, oh, you know, like it's okay to be encouraging and be like you're gonna get better next time or we need to work on this but like I feel like parents coddle too much and they're like oh well that pitcher was that that pitcher shouldn't have been pitching in that league he was too big for it or like you know like the umpire was terrible or like it's all that other crap when it's mess when it's really the kid just struck out the kid just was terrible and and just you know it's okay to be like you know my dad told me I was terrible at football. Like, I always played peewee football. My dad was just like, you're not a good, you're not, you're not going to be a football player. He didn't say it meanly. He was just like, you know, finish it, don't quit. He's like, you started it, finish it, finish the season. <laughs> you're not good. Like, if, <laughs> if you're sitting on the sidelines, that's, like, perfect. Like, it's black and just white. Just do that. Yeah. Like, he was, like, honest with me. Like, they're, like they laugh at me now because they're like, you were terrible at sports. Like, we didn't encourage that. I was terrible. You were bad, you know. But so, what can parents do to toughen up their kids? Let's get into it a little yeah, bit. What do you think? Don't yeah, don't always coddle them. Don't baby. Don't always uh, baby don't them. Don't coddle them. Don't baby them. Um, well, another thing is, one well, you were talking, you just mentioned about umps. Yeah. How like, how the ump did this, ump did that. Yeah. Like this is, I think this is actually more to the kids. When a call doesn't go your way. Don't yap your mouth at them, even if they're wrong. You know, that's, that never gets anything done. And I think you could be a great athlete and still not be mentally tough. Right. You could be good at your sport. And if you're chirping at the ump or ref, whoever, that's, to me, that's a red flag. It really is, because that usually affects their gameplay after that. Wait, if you're the best athlete, if, so LeBron James, Tom Brady, um... Brooks Kepka in golf now. Um, Nadal, Federer, 
Um, what other sports could we do? Hockey. What's the, I don't even know any hockey. Hockey. Players. No hockey. Yeah, hockey. Not me either. Um, um, Wayne Gretzky. We'll use for hockey. <laughs> I don't know. What they're all mentally tough though. I think. Well, the, yeah. I, if you want to be, I think. Like, is the best talent in the world mentally tough? Also, I think so. I think you those have to guys have, that. have all been on the top for a while. So I think that kind of just built that. I think that speaks for itself. If Wait. you're riding the top for that long, okay, but it's not like it's it was possible a one and done. to be the best in your sport and not be mentally tough, though. I'm just trying to think of that. I don't know if that's. I, I think you have to be. You, I would say you have to be. I, uh, yeah, right? you're mentally tough. The, is Antonio Brown mentally tough? Maybe. Uh, maybe not. You know what the maybe thing that his coaches what? say? That people say? He works hard. Right. He's one of the hardest workers. But yeah, he, that kind of goes against what I say, what I just said, because right. he, it, it seems to That's be that he's doing some yeah, interesting. complaining. Interesting. Um, what, one side, I don't want to get too tangent, but it's so funny when people argue calls in high school. You realize that there's umpires that are in the, the NBA and L, uh, you know NFL, all this stuff. They make mistakes, and they're the bet. They get paid to do what they do, and the football and the players don't argue with them. Like you're not gonna get, you're not gonna change the call, right? In the NBA, if it's a call, you're not gonna change it. They're not gonna be like, wait, hold on, that was the wrong call. They might huddle up and then change it, but if the call is the call, and I find it so funny that in like little league sports. You get on the umpire who's not paid to really be there. What do they pay, 50 bucks or 30 bucks to be there? They're not the best at what they do. They have a day job. And you argue the call with them. And there's no, you can't get ejected. You can't get, you know, and it's like, it's so funny. It's like, you know what's even worse? These like, umps. The call's the call. Like, I'm sorry, it didn't go your way. Like, there's no instant replay here. Like, these umps, down. don't forget, guys. Some, a lot of these umps, they're high school kids. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. can be 16, 17 years old. Uh, it's like, as an, you do it. I picture it. someone twice my age who's like 45, 46. They're yelling. If you're yelling at a high school kid yeah. about your little kid's play call, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm sure they make some bad calls. Yeah. I'm sure it happens. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the end of the world. Even on the instant replay, if it's like, oh my God, what a close thing on the instant replay, how do you even expect the umpire to make that? Then you know what I'm saying. Regardless, let alone your little league kid's game. It's funny, but anyway. So let's get back to uh, how can parents help their kid build mental toughness. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, so same thing. Yeah, always. I think it's just little, just the little things like in your household. Like my parents did not. I mean, you guide them somewhat, but my parents wouldn't just do everything for me. They'd go like, "Hey, just, you gotta clean your own. You gotta take care of yourself." Right. Like, don't get me wrong. We you get your equipment <laughs> yeah, together. I have right? a roof over my head. Great. That's yeah. <laughs> that's plenty. Now you take care of yourself. You do your own stuff. You take care of your own equipment. Yep. You're responsible for these list of things. This is what you have to get done. Um, another thing is, I think tr- helping when, at a young age, I'm not saying tr- necessarily train your kids, you kind of can. Like my mom, when I was younger, the Overpeck Park, and uh, I think Leonie it is, it's about half a mile, but each lap. Now for whatever reason, someday my mom, one day my mom got really upset at me, or me and my sister, I did, I don't know what I did, who knows, I was like, I was like eight, ten. this would probably be illegal now. We went, uh, we went to the park, it was hot, 95 degrees. She said, if before we leave, we all have to do four laps. I don't care if you walk it or run it. Me and my sister. Right. Oh, two laps in, man, I cut, it, I cut across it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna cheat <laughs> this. Great. On the other side, there my mom was. 
She's like, you have to do another one now. Right, and I was right, complaining. Right. I was crying. Eventually, I did it. And I got the, I kind of got the lesson right, for right. whatever I did wrong. You know, there are consequences to things, things you do. But, you, yeah, it's teach, like having your kid go outside, run, work out, getting them involved in different sports, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and letting them fail at those sports, you know. And don't get me wrong. When they fail, yeah, you can always be there for them. But don't always make an excuse for your I kids. I agree, 100%. You know? Let them go out there. Let them learn on their own to some extent. Yeah. It doesn't help to get in their car in the car and go like, well, you need to go home and you need to go practice your putts, you need to go practice on your footwork, that doesn't work. That burns them out. Yeah. Because then they don't want to play it. Cause, I agree with yeah, that. They're just playing for you. I agree. Yeah, if they want to get better, they should have some sort of routine on their own. Yeah, and I think the mental toughness, the big thing is it comes down to, a lot of it come, does come down to the coach, I think. Yeah. Of just building a strong culture. Yeah. You know, it's every year, every year you're going to have a new, every, every year or two you're going to have a new captain. The kids, but you can't forget about the kids under them because you have to develop them to when they take on that role so they can teach the younger guys. That's the type of culture you want to build. 100%. And you, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I just think that, that, that that's a really good point that we want to touch on. If you're a coach listening to this or watching this, um, you have to develop leadership in the, in the team. It can't just be like, this is the captain and like, if you're a captain of the team, you have to be at least putting the team through the workouts or putting them through the warm-ups or doing something. Like, the captain should be in charge of something, and you should be building up that captain and really focusing on your attention on the captain because 100% is, it's leading by example. And if you have one or two top dogs on your team that lead by example, the others will follow. They have to follow or else they're, they're going to be outcasts. So I just think that, like, coaches don't pay attention enough to those top three or four call them captains or or seniors or just high level players that are good and focus in on their leadership and and take them aside and instead of being like instead of just talking game and talking technique talk to them about leadership for say hey, listen I'm taking you guys out to lunch we're gonna, we're gonna we're today we're gonna to actually talk about leadership and what it takes to be a leader because you're you're the varsity captain and not only are you going to learn a lot by being a leader of this team but it's going to carry on through life and like i said i think that if you get the four or five guys i know when i was in high school i didn't play football because i was terrible but all my friends did like every single one of my friends except for one friend played football and the my two best friends were like captains and those guys were so they were they ended up winning the state championship for Ramsey because they were so like together like they were a squad you know what I mean they like led each other and I think that it was from the coach too because the coach was a great coach um Tyerman just absolutely um hall of fame high school coach he's, he's the man and and he led those guys and created this culture and these captains and every like you couldn't mess around like if you messed around my friend would kick like beat you up like you were going to follow exactly what they were doing and they believed in the coach like do you think that do you think that kids believe in their coaches um not always yeah not always not i always. think that's a problem no. too mm -mm. and kids will always be kids and they'll say what they think whatever but in the end of the and the in the end of the day if they really do believe in it you'll see it you'll yeah. see them on when they're practicing on the field you'll see how the team just kind of comes together and i think the captains the whole team should watch, should see them out and open, like to see how tough they really are. Really are? Can are they really that tough? Right. Like, 
They should, just just because they bench 315, 400 pounds, that doesn't always, like I said, that doesn't always mean you're tough. You could be super weak and be mentally tough. Four years late as a freshman and four years later, you're a senior, boom, you're super strong, but you could, you could have always had that grit to get there. My high school team lifted together. They didn't, no one did their, no one did their own thing. They lifted together, they went to the field together, they stayed late together, like they just did it together. And I think that that's like, cause if you're a coach and you let your top dog off the hook because um, their parents said they have to go somewhere or do something, you know what I mean? It just like lets in all these excuses. And it only takes, it takes, I feel like one time and you can like lose a whole team like that. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, how do you feel about little mini competitions in practice? Oh, those are great. I think that's good. One, so even here, I, th- I think we talked about this in the fir- first podcast. We have kids just play med ball, volleyball. You, may, you pair up the teams. And then mini competitions, especially as like a, a trainer, you can see how those kids react in their sports. Yeah. Some of the, and some of them, even the good kids, they're like, uh, I love these kids, but they're like sore losers. Yeah. Or some, they're like yelling, at like, ah, and then some kids take a role like hey hey right over here like they kind of they try to lead it they try to orchestrate it in a proper right. way right and right. you can it really shows a lot in some case right. kids just get very quiet shy kind of don't want to be near the ball yeah and i think it shows a lot i think it's great i think it's always great to, to share the story about the kid who didn't clean up his weights and he's like he was one of the top dogs in the gym and and you what did you say to him Oh, okay. All right. I know what we're talking about. All right. So, <laughs> so I am a stickler it's about. This is a good. This is a good example. Of what what we do here at Jenner. I'm a stickler about cleaning weights. You don't just leave stuff around for other kids. If for, you don't just leave stuff around for other people to clean, for myself to clean, for Joe to clean. That's not okay with me. Now there was. Uh, he was the strongest kid in the group. At, he was the strongest kid in the group at that time, and he had like I don't know, it's like 80 pound dumbbells sitting out just right out on the floor and it was it was obvious he was the only one using it everyone else was a lot weaker in that group so i called him out i said johnny you need to put your weights back or right now those are yours i know those are yours you're the only ones using them don't leave those out for those other kids to clean i said to him i don't care if you're the weakest strongest or you're right in the middle of the pact that's not okay because that's a horrible example for everyone else. Yeah. There are 10, 15 other kids here right now who look up to you and they just see you leaving your stuff around like for someone else to clean up. Right. And he's done it once or twice before. I let it go. I mentioned it one, the second time and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about it. But then it just yeah. kept happening. So last time I didn't yeah. snap, but I yeah. made I, it very clear that that's not okay. Yeah. And, that, and then he didn't do it since, you know what I mean? Or... or after that so I could because it's just a great example to just tell the leaders like listen you, you, they don't know I, a kid a high school kid middle school kid they don't know they're a leader they don't know what type of position they're in and it's up to you to kind of let them know even as a parent too you know let, let them know what kind of position they are leading by example is, is one of the one of the best ways to build mental toughness for sure and then the other kids as well too anything else you got on your um list for that uh mental toughness is also a big thing in mental toughness last thing is just adversity like just being able to suffer you know what i'm saying yeah. just really being able to suffer whether that's just going through a brutal workout whatever it is but just really being able to suffer mentally yeah i think that's a really big thing just the ability to suffer and just get through that yeah um so to wrap this up uh we're seeing that obviously in in today's world 
we can lose a little bit of that mental toughness. And what we what we want to do is is if we can get our athletes to be more mentally tough, we might be able to pull a little bit more out of them. They might be able to be a little bit more successful in the field in their sport, and then obviously always in life. I mean, if they, you know, that is one of the biggest things um, that my parents taught me. But I wasn't taught it through sports. I was just taught it through life and working. But they they taught me that, and I'm, I'm I, I mental toughness is a huge thing, huge huge part of of my daily thing is is keeping my mental toughness for sure. Um, so yeah, anything else you got to say? Oh, that's it. All right, awesome guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to the uh, podcast today, Inside Bergen County Athlete Podcast. We will be back next week once again. Joseph Branda, Alex Kim, and we will see you guys next time.